For Nam Mai Thuy, a Vietnamese sergeant in the Marine Police, the invasion of North Korea starts with the parachute snapping violence of a high-altitude, low-opening jump, deep in the middle of the inky black North Korean airspace at night. Here, the air is the stillest, bleakest black, the bleakness of a world where electricity trickles only to the few in Pyongyang. This is good for Mai. The synthetic ballistic face shield displaying heads-up information has a host of visual add-ons, including night vision. She flicks it on, and the familiar gray-green of a landscape below rushes up to smack into her. When she thuds into the ground, the specialized, carefully fitted, motorized armor hisses slightly as it adjusts to the impact. Duck? I am safe, her partner responds in her ear over the faint distortion of high-end crypto. In the upper right of her heads-up display, a beacon glows softly, and she turns around. Dukes smashed his way through several hefty tree limbs before hitting ground, but he's already packing his chute. They are officially on the ground. Beyond the darkness are some nine and a half million North Korean forces that aren't going to respond well to what has just happened. And Mai wonders, how many of them are already on the way to try and kill her right now? Three minutes before Mai and Duk hit the ground, heavy machinery in stealth-wrapped containers had parachuted in, invisible to prying electronic eyes, and touched down. Mai and Duk fan out to establish a perimeter and protect it. Even as hundreds more hit the ground, roll, and come up ready to follow orders beamed at them from commanders still up in the sky, watching from live satellite feeds. A portable airstrip gets rolled out across the grassy meadow. Within the hour... The thorium nuclear power plant airdrops in and gets buried into the ground, then shielded with an artillery-proof cap. Once power is on, Camp Nike takes shape. The ballistic vest-wearing civilian Chinese contractors have built whole skyscrapers within 48 hours. Here, they only need to get four or five stories high for the main downtown area. They get a bonus for each extra geodesic dome fully prepped by the morning. The outer wall of the camp is airlifted in. It's been constructed in pieces in Australia ahead of time, and the pieces slam down into the ground via guided parachutes. No one glances up. This part of the invasion has been practiced over and over again in Western Australia, so much that it's old news. Twenty minutes before sunrise, two large transports land and the civilians rush them. The field is cleared of non-combatants soon after, leaving the ghost city behind it. It is dawn when what looks like a hastily organized contingent of the North Korean army crests the hills. Thirty soldiers here to scout out what the hell just happened, Mai imagines. Mai ends up outside the perimeter, guardian to the north gate. Welcome to Camp Nike, Duk mutters. Someone is riding shotgun through their helmet cameras and jumps into the conversation. It sounds like Captain Wynn, Mai thinks. Make a slight bow to the commanding officer, wave encouragingly at the group. Mai's hand rests on her hip, where a sidearm would usually be. No threatening gestures, keep your arms out and forward, her helmet whispers to her. Aggressive body posture detected and reported by her own suit. It feels slightly like betrayal. Old habits die hard. Mai can't help but reach for her hip. She is, after all, still a soldier. The small group of men all have AKS-74s, which the North Koreans call a Type 88, 
but they're slung over their shoulders, even though they can see Mai and Thuk in full armor. I have a bad feeling about this, Mai mutters. Hold your positions, Command whispers to them. It isn't right, standing here unarmed, holding her hands up in the air as if she's the one surrendering, placating an enemy, when there are men standing just thirty feet away with rifles. One of them steps forward, his hands in the air, and she realizes he's nervous. Mai points to a signpost near the gates. Camp Nike, United Nations Sponsored, Alternative Settlement Zone, No Weapons Allowed, Place All Weapons in the Marked Bins for Destruction. The signs in Korean, Chinese, Vietnamese, and English, and also emblazoned with the internationally recognizable logos of all the camp's primary private sector sponsors.